HR from Happy Valley. Reporting here are the golf guys. Today, we're going to be talking to you about some hot topics and some news within the HR space. My name is Quinn Grennan. I'm a junior at Penn State from Rockland County, New York, and I'm a professional golf management major. I'll let the rest of the guys in my group introduce themselves. Thanks, Quinn. My name is Michael Woods. Uh, I'm also a junior in the professional golf management program. I'm from West Hartford, Connecticut. All right. Thanks, Michael. My name is TJ Meaner. I'm also a junior in the professional golf management program, and I'm from Hershey, PA. Thanks, TJ. You probably guess I'm also a professional golf management here at Penn State. My name is Donnie Brenneman, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I'm going to go ahead and swing it back over to Quinn here. We're going to get into our Here's the Buzz part of our podcast. So being four professional golf management majors, I bet you now understand why we call ourselves the golf guys. We figured it was fitting for our majors. We're going to be starting off with our Here's the Buzz portion of today's podcast. We are each reporting from our respective desks or topics that we had chosen to choose news from. I am reporting from Here's Something Cool. Guys, where are you all reporting from? Uh, I'm reporting from some, uh, Here's Something to Care About. What about you, TJ? So, yeah, I'm reporting from the Here's Something to Watch Out For. What about you, Don? I'm reporting from Here's Something to Think About. So back to Here's Something Cool from my side. Article that I found from the Wall Street Journal titled, How to Quit Your Job and Get a Better One, from Those Who Have Been There. This article covers a guy named Jason Lewis. Back in 2019, Jason was considering getting out of the professional space, taking a leave from his job. In 2019, working for a company called Duo Security, if you're a student in college, I bet you recognize this software, having to go through it every time you log into one of your school accounts. He was working for the, this company at the time. They were a startup during the boom of the tech age in San Francisco, what many people consider to be the second gold rush, making tons of money going out West, working in the tech security space. But Jason really decided that he wanted to take a break from work. He saw that the, that the company culture was starting to shift as Duo Security transitioned from a small startup into a big corporation. Jason left his job, took eight or nine months off, started a small music career, traveled around from San Francisco to Austin, Texas, and everywhere in between, recording songs and playing a few small shows. After those nine months off, Jason decided, all right, I think it's time to get back into the professional space and start working again. He contacted some senior executives that he had known from his time at Duo Security, and he got back into the interview process and hiring process like nothing even happened. The reason that I thought this was so cool was Jason almost effortless, effortlessly took a break from work. It always seems like this big daunting thing to have a gap in your resume or a period of time where you're not working, like it's gonna ruin your career for the future. But for Jason, it was no big deal at all. And I know, especially during this time of the pandemic, there's a lot of people thinking about doing the same thing that Jason did, taking a little bit of time off from work to pursue something else, to travel, or just enjoy their life a little bit more. And that's why I thought that was so cool. What do you guys got? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I like how you're talking about uh, a lot of people quitting their jobs since we have a great resignation going on due to the uh, pandemic. Um, yeah, I'm reporting from the Here's Something to Care About desk. Uh, my article was called More Restaurant Employees Are Quitting Than Any Other Industry, Recent Data Shows. Uh, I got this from nationsrestaurantnews.com, and it basically just talked about how the quitting rate for the food service industry went from 4.8% to 7% in one year. Obviously, the pandemic had a lot to do with it. Um, People weren't going out as much. Uh, everyone kind of locked in their house. Um, a lot of the employees were quitting due to low compensation, poor benefits, long hours. 
and possible exposure to COVID. I mean, no one really wanted to get it, um, especially back then uh, when uh, it was at its height. Um, but a lot of employees are trying to retain their employees. Employers are trying to retain their employees, sorry, by offering uh, higher wages. Uh, there's been a few employers that have bought cars for their workers um, just to be able to get back and forth to their jobs. Um, and also another one I thought was pretty cool was uh, employees are letting students do homework on the job in, like the, in the restaurants when they're not too busy, which is huge because a lot of people working in the restaurant industry are either high school or college. So get work, working nights, they don't have time to do their homework. So doing a homework on the job is awesome. I thought this was, uh, people should care about this because uh, a lot of us, we might know people that work in the food industry. Um, and just, it's really important to know what, what it comes with, what are the, the positives and negatives and everything that comes along with it. TJ, what, what do you got? All right, so the article I have is from the Wall Street Journal. It's titled Chinese Sportswear Company Anta Gains on Nike and Adidas Over the Forced Labor Issue. So this company, Anta, over in China is something that we really haven't heard about before. Um, but I thought this was really interesting because um, over in China, they stopped using the brands such as Nike, Adidas, and Puma because of allegations of forced labor among minorities in China. Uh, this is in the cotton-rich Zijiang region. Um, like I said, this is something that was really big over there and really helped to push Anta to become the bigger company over there. Um, revenue for that company rose 56% in the first half of 2021. And like I said, this really helped to give them a big push. And they also got a big push from uh, special athletes such as Clay Thompson and also from the Olympics. Um, and Anta also profits because control, they control all the factories in 10,000 stores over in China. But now Anta is being criticized because they still use the Zhangjiang cotton region. Um, and they, they are actually being accused of now the forced labor issue over there. So this is something to watch out for and really look out to see if this company will keep on rising over there and potentially come over here into the US, or if the companies such as Adidas and Nike maybe um, coming up and becoming big over there again. Um, I say the only problem with this is with them potentially coming over here is now there's been a ban on this company within the US and then starts of Europe, are, they're also beginning to ban some of this. Um, and also NBA players such as Clay Thompson are uh, being asked to cut ties with this company just because they are going against the laws that were created um, to stop the labor issue over there. Um, and then also with the Olympics that we just had, they were supposed to supply all the clothes for all the, uh, for all the uh, China, Chinese athletes. Um, so that was something that was gonna come up and that was creating a lot of debate right before the Olympics. Thanks, TJ. So my article comes from Forbes. It was written by Eric Friedman, and it's titled Top 10 Issues HR Leaders Face Going Into 2022. I found this article interesting just because it highlights some, some up-and-coming trends that I think the HR leaders and everyone in the workplace can look at and watch how these trends continue together. A couple highlights I took from the article is it's going to be difficult to continue to train people, especially in a virtual workplace such as on Zoom. Uh, training can be difficult as is in person. So flipping the Zoom certainly is tough to keep your employees engaged and truly teach them the things that they really need to know on the job. Uh, another thing I took away was increased power in the employees' hands and look and how that has like, and how there's a lower workforce availability right now. Obviously increased power in the employees' hands isn't a bad thing because the majority of us aren't CEOs. However, Obviously, for HR leaders, when your employees have the upper hand, it might be a little harder for you to ask them to come into work in those tricky, you know, holiday situations, maybe, or, you know, they're asking for more time off and you're really able to give out. 
So increased power in the employees' hands just because HR leaders don't really want to lose those um, those employees. And then it might be harder to set kind of a company vibe is something the uh, article touched upon. It's harder for HR leaders to really give the gist of what the company is about to their employees in a virtual workplace. So it's harder for the employees to really uh, have a president set for them. So they know uh, how, what the employee expects from them and what the culture of the company is like. So I think it's going to be really cool to see what happens and something to think about in the future, what's going to happen with these points that the article made and how they're going to continue as a trend in the workplace. Kind of something everyone can watch out for. I'm going to send it back over to Quinn now. Yeah, that's a lot of really good stories, a lot of really good things that we covered. A lot uh, of different topics we covered, which is cool. Yeah, I liked researching because we got to see a bunch of different things. I mm -hmm. went through a handful of different stories, but ultimately Jason's story uh, about leaving work and then joining back was just the one that I thought needed to, needed to be talked about. Yeah. All right. Is this thing on? Word. <laughs> so what? Uh, we get drunk. So what? Uh, we don't sleep. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? Uh, we go out. We get a lighter, That's please. how it's supposed to be. Living young and wild Keep that in and free. Uh, uh, uh. So what? I keep them rolled up, sagging my pants, not count. Tiptoe that line, I think. So I'm gonna pass it back to the facilitators and see what they have for us. Yeah, I think we're ready to get started. Quinn, you wanna do the first question? Absolutely. TJ, this is gonna go a little bit towards you to start off. But why may marijuana drug testing promote safety in the workplace? All right, thanks, Quinn. So yeah, this is one thing that was really big and really debated for. Um, so within companies, um, marijuana has been shown and proven that it can impair the way that you use equipment. Um, this would be such things such as like heavy machinery at a place, a construction company or other companies like FedEx, where you'd be working in an assembly line. Um, I say, according to one document that I found, marijuana affects depth perception, reaction time, coordination, and other motor skills. This would be something that would create a lot of problem, a lot of controversy um, within a company. Like I said, if you are using heavy machinery, you could really hurt someone or yourself. Uh, this is something that no company wants and no company needs. So by having drug testing during the company or while you're working, you'd be able to see and make sure that nobody is impaired while they're going to work. Um, also, like I said, at a company like such as FedEx, if somebody's putting the wrong packages on an assembly line, somebody couldn't be prepared for them and they could get hurt that way. Or if you're loading up a truck and you have heavier boxes on top, smaller box on the bottom because you are impaired, uh, it could collapse on someone and really hurt somebody too. So... Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know, when you look at what marijuana does, its impairment uh, abilities, I think, um, you know, you also have to look into that marijuana could be a prescription medicine. And if it's a prescription medicine that's been written for someone from a doctor, um, I think the company has to, you know, realize that, that it's being used as a medicine. I don't think uh, it's really fair to discriminate against it if it's being used in a prescription sense, in a medical sense here at least. Um, just because there's a lot of other medicines out there, you know, you look at, um, you know, certain cough syrups or, you know, even Dayquil perhaps, you know, it comes with a drowsiness warning label. So I think, you know, there's other medicines out there that can certainly cause forms of, you know, minute impairment that, you know, could affect someone's performance in the workplace. So I think, um, and also there's been a recent trend that people with a prescription have been kind of going against companies who drug test saying you can't discriminate against me for a medicine that a medical professional assigned for me to use for an illness that I have. So 
I think the as a company, you just have to be look out, on the lookout for being discrimination if someone's using it in a medical sense. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the uh, other medicines. My question is kind of about uh, testing for other drugs. And I know we're specifically talking about marijuana testing, but what are your guys' thoughts on testing for other drugs like cocaine, methamphetamine, methamphetamine like other drugs that have some more severe uh, side effects to than marijuana does? TJ, you want to start with this one? Yeah, I'll start with this one. So. Like I said, not only using the use of marijuana, but also those other drugs, uh, you may be slower on the job um, from the being impaired and then I say working under those conditions. Um, according to WebMD, there are fewer connections in parts of the brain linked to alertness and learning and memory. Um, like I said, this is something that would be huge and very going against what you need while you are working. Um, if you show up impaired to the workplace, you may not be able to get done what you need to get done in a timely manner. This will not only slow up your portion of the company, but then slow up other portions of your job needs to get passed down and through. Uh, like I said, this is something that would lose the company a lot of money, potential customers that they have because your products aren't getting put out in enough time or in the time that they should be. Um, and like I said, you could be at risk of losing your job also because if you're impaired while you're at work, uh, you may, they seem, may not be able to get your job done in time. You may not be able to get your job done as well because you're going to be impaired and you won't be able to focus at the same rate that you would or put out the same type of work and quality work that you need to. So. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that there's certain drugs that should definitely be uh, screened in drug testing um, just because I wouldn't want my pilot of an airplane to be abusing a certain drug, you know, so I think that certain of those should be screened for. Um, I just think that, you know, the feasibility in legal states, however, of testing for marijuana, you know, you're not testing for other, a drug like alcohol that causes, you know, impairment and can be, you know, addictive and uh, have some really bad workplace qualities for your employees, you know, something that you don't want in the workplace. So I think, um, you know, feasibility in legal states, I think drugs should be tested for. I think uh, marijuana and alcohol, if they're legal and if you're of age to be indulging in them, I don't see. Um, I think it gets a little redundant sometimes at that point. Well, send it back over to the facilitators. Here, here's totally. Here. In the places where Recreational and medical use of marijuana um, is legal. It certainly raises that question as why is it any different than alcohol or, yeah, really. or cough syrup um, or something that not necessarily you can get over the counter, but something that you're allowed to be using. Uh, it really makes that question that much more important. I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit here with another question. Um, this is going to go to either of you guys, but what may qualify as reasonable suspicion to drug test somebody for marijuana? I can start with this one. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, a smell would definitely give off that, uh, showing signs of being impaired from marijuana could certainly, um, and then obviously use in the workplace. You actually see someone using it in the workplace. TJ, I don't know if you have any other thoughts to add on that. Yeah, so kind of like Donnie said, um, for the reasons the suspicion would be, uh, like you said, the smell of it, I say seeing that you're physically slower, you look a little dazed, a little out of it, um, and just not being able to get your work done. Like I said, if you're always a hard worker coming in, smile on your face, ready to go for the day, and then you start to slip up a couple days here and there, you come in, you're visibly slower, you're not getting your work done on a timely manner like you need to, and you're just kind of a little out of it during the day. Those would be a couple reasons that I have. Yeah, of course. Kind of piggybacking off of that a little bit in terms of some symptoms or reasons for um, a reasonable suspicion to drug test somebody. At what point 
or where's the line um, as it relates to violating privacy for somebody? Yeah, Clint, I'll start with this one. It's a really interesting point. Um, I think obviously in legal states, you know, you look at uh, it for recreational use. Um, you know, when you're an employee, you sign a contract and you're expected to behave a certain way at work. Um, outside of work, though, if you're participating in a recreational act such as using marijuana, um, it's legal, it's legally recreationally. Um, you know, I think it does become an invasion of privacy because your workplace is then dictating what you're partaking in outside of work. Again, um, your workplace isn't necessarily saying you can't go have a drink, which is another legal recreational activity outside of the workplace. So um, I don't really see the difference in using a marijuana in the legal recreational sense there. TJ, I don't know if you have anything to go off that. Yeah, so going against Donnie here with this, um, you are hired by the company and you are hired to work for this company and you are being paid. So the company should be able to do whatever they want when they want to make sure that they get the best workers day in and day out and to make sure that you're putting in the best work that you can. Um, so with this, like I said, I believe that if you are getting paid by the company, you're hired, you're under contract, it may be in your contract too that you can't be under the influence of anything. Um, and like I said, if under these circumstances, I would say that you should be allowed to drug test and it wouldn't be an invasion of privacy at all. Um, like I said, because you are working for this company. Yeah. I like that you brought up um, that because they hire you, you're working for them, they can do whatever they want. Uh, what do you guys think about random drug testing? Like, do you think it should just be the drug testing, drug testing should just be? one-time thing when you get hired or like before you get hired, you take the test and if you fail, you fail, you don't get a job. But if you pass, you get the job. Do you think it's, it's ethical to do random drug testing? Like it's fair to the employers, employees, sorry? Yeah, so I'll take this one. So random drug testing should be allowed and should be done in the workplace. Um, I say you may have the side that it'll cost a lot for the drug test throughout it. Um, but my side to this is as a company, I would rather pay the money up front for the random drug testing rather than losing billions of dollars that companies could lose throughout by not randomly drug testing. Um, and like you said, without randomly drug testing, there could be a lot of problems or accidents that are created in the workplace because of drug or alcohol abuse. Um, and then according to one article, it said that substance use and substance abuse um, in the workplace can cause companies to lose billions of dollars a year because of employees and the problems that they make. So like I said, this is something that a lot of companies can't afford. And even if a company can afford it, they don't wanna pay it because they don't have this, month, this lump sum of money set aside for this. And like I said, by randomly drug testing, it will reduce the risks at the workplace and also reduce the needs to be able to pay for this. Yeah, I, I, I think in some jobs, you certainly do need random drug testing. I brought up an airline pilot earlier. I totally think that's a job that we're, would require it. Um, operating heavy machinery would obviously be another good case for uh, random drug testing. However, I think, um, you know, other than that, in some cases, like, I think it's a little redundant. You know, if you're a front desk employee, I don't really think you're putting the world at risk there. Um, I don't really think you're putting yourself or others at risk. Uh, and the mistakes that you might make from impairment aren't going to be life altering or, you know, put anyone in danger. So I think um, it can be redundant in some cases. Obviously, some cases I think there should be random drug testing. Others, maybe not. I think it's best for a company to just have a really clear policy in place um, to go from there. So I don't know if you yeah, I like that you brought up the airline pilot and some certain jobs. But my next question is actually that are there specific jobs that you guys think require uh, drug testing and some that don't? Because 
I mean, personally, I work at, we all actually work at golf courses. And last summer I was drug tested before I started my job and working at a golf course, I didn't really think that'd be one of the jobs that uh, necessarily requires a drug test. because It's not really that high risk, but uh, what do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely there are going to be some where it's going to be more prevalent that you should be drug tested um, and some others that it may not seem like we need to be drug tested at or as often. So one of those, especially like in our department, the hospitality management would be things such as like a server or a cook. Um, server, you don't want somebody to be slow or impaired while they're on the job and dealing with customers and whenever they're talking and trying to take orders because this could potentially cause them to slip up. Um, I say it could potentially hurt one of the customers if they drop food near them or on them or a potential hot drink, or they could also then on the other side, they could forget their order or forget to put it in, or like I said, we're just being slow. They could get caught off guard a little bit easier and be put off task. Um, also within another thing would be, like I said, the construction companies earlier, these, like I said, especially these heavy machinery, it's so easy to hurt somebody or hurt yourself and lose money for the company. Um, so those, in those situations, I believe that you should be drug tested. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I think obviously, you know, there are some jobs that require drug testing. I think for other jobs, I think it depends on geography and company culture, two things that, you know, are huge and really come into play there. I think, um, you know, geography, obviously, if you're in a legal area, probably gonna be less likely to be drug tested. Uh, and then company culture, you know, some clubs, or, you yeah. know, we're talking about country clubs. Some clubs are certainly going to set that uh, bar for their employees that, you know, you need to be clean, you need to be presenting, putting your best foot forward. These people are paying a ridiculous amount of money for service, so you can't have anything that's going to inhibit your service. So I think company culture is a huge point there. I think geography is also a huge point when it comes to dictating what jobs are going to be drug tested and what aren't. Yeah, and I mean, especially in the country club business, they're looking for the best service possible. They're not looking for just any service. It's the best service you can possibly give them. So, sure. all right, with that being said, that concludes our debate. Um, Quinn, do you have any other questions? No, I think that was all for me. Awesome. Um, so that's our debate. We've talked a lot about uh, marijuana drug testing, the culture around the companies doing it, the legalization, all those different kinds of things. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and that is uh, it from us, for, from HR from Happy Valley. Uh, signing off for, that for now. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Good stuff, Thank, guys. You. Thank you. Is this thing on? Word. <laughs> so what? Uh, we get drunk. So what? Uh, we don't sleep. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? Uh, we go out. Sagging my pants, not caring what I show Keep it real, if you don't know me, keep it playing with my bros It look clean, don't it? Watched it the other day Watch how you lean on it, keep me some 501 jeans on it Roll up bigger than King Kong's fingers And burn them things down to they stingers You a class clown, and if I skip for the day I'm with your chick smoking gray You know what? It's like I'm 17 again Peach fuzz on my face Looking on the case, trying to find a hella taste Oh my God, I'm on the chase Chevy, it's getting kind of heavy Irrelevant selling it, dipping away Time keeps slipping away, zipping the safe, flipping for pay, tipping like I'm dripping in paint. Up front, folk, folk like a leaf, I put the in so the jail. We hey. get drunk, so what? We don't sleep, we're just having fun. We don't care who sees.
Team in here, it's gonna be some green in the air. Tell them Mac, blowing everywhere we going, and now you know when I step right up, get my lighter so I can light up. That's how it should be done. Soon as you think and you're down, find how to turn things around. Now things are looking up from the ground up, pound up this Taylor gang. So turn my sound up and mount up and do my thing. Uh, now I'm chilling, fresh out of class, feeling like I'm on my own and I could probably own the building. Got my own car, no job, no children. Had a size project, me and Mac killed it. THC, M A C D E V H D three. It's me, this is us. We gon' fuss and we gon' fight and we gon' roll and live so our life. So what we get drunk? So what we don't sleep? We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what we go out? That's how it's supposed to be. Living young and wild and free. Yeah, roll one, smoke one. When you live like this, you're supposed to party Roll one, smoke one, and we all just having fun So we just roll one, smoke one When you live like this, you're supposed to party Roll one, smoke one, and we all just having fun So what, we get drunk, so what, we don't yeah. sleep We're just having fun